It's time for JT the Brick. Big Boy Radio. And we're going balls out. Are you with me on this? Do me a favor and surprise me today. Shot down the field. Wide open Adams. Has it at the 20. 10-yard line. Goodbye. Touchdown Raiders. You can't say they're rebuilding with Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and Devontae. Down to five on the play clock. Gets the snap. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. Burst through the whole 20. 25-30. He's off to the races. Here in Seattle, nobody's going to catch him. 25-20, 10, full game. JT the Brick. You don't bring in Jimmy Garoppolo if you're rebuilding. Oh, I'm going to ring, get the silver and black back to where I am ready to go. Wake up this town. Did I miss anything? Call and let's see what you got. And now, Woo! here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Wow, quick story I just got here in time. 20 minutes ago, I was on stage emceeing Boyd Gaming over at the Orleans Raiders Chalk Talk with Kirk Morrison, our buddy Eddie Pascal. I jumped out a little early to get to the studio. I hit almost every light. This is a plug for Vegas, man. I mean, if anybody complains about the traffic here, you're nuts. If I was in San Francisco, never would have got to the radio show. New York, L.A. would have took me an hour and a half. I came out of the Orleans, made a laugh, boom, 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 I'm here. I got here one minute ago, but I am here ready to roll. Thanks to Boyd Gaming and this event I did today with the uh, Boyd Gaming Company, who's been a proud partner of Lotus Broadcasting for a long time. So that was fun. We did a chalk talk with, and I'll get into that in a moment, on what the Raiders look like going forward for about you know, 60, 70 partners in the room there over at uh, the old Orleans, where we used to do some stuff at the Orleans back in the day. Yeah, we used to do some things back in the day. Boyd Gaming hosted my Monday Night Football show back in the day, Bobby, at the Gold Coast. Gold Coast, so I really like the Boyd family and the Boyd name, Mr. Boyd, if he's listening. Hey, I need to know where you're listening today. Someone told me the app might be down or .com. I need to know now. I don't know if anybody can hear me. I don't know if anybody can hear me unless they call. So if you're gonna call, have a sports talk show. But you can you, know, you can just tweet at me at JT the Brick. Are you hearing us on the app? Are you hearing us on 920? I know you're hearing us on 920. I was listening coming in. Or if you're listening on Raiders.com, do me a favor. Somebody let me know if that's working on that platform because I like to dream that I have a big audience every day. Like to dream, even in the summertime, it's hard to dream that you have a big audience unless I hear from you. So sound off like you got a pair. 702. 702- 365-9200, and it looks like the app is looking good, and uh, that would be good, and hopefully we'll hear from you. A lot happening, man. It's been a whirlwind, right? We want to thank our proud partner, PTs. They fuel the monologue, uh, their partnership with the Vegas Golden Knights, and everything that's happened. It's been about two weeks, because two weeks ago, and less than that, I was in Maui on a beach, not thinking of anything, but I had the Golden Knights on. I was watching the Golden Knights at 2.30 in the afternoon, in Maui, and I know Q's in Maui also. What a coincidence. He's out there on vacation with his family. And I was watching the Golden Knights and hoping it would plan well. So I had three things on my agenda, really four. I had vacation. I had the Golden Knights. I had Raiders draft day luncheon, which was yesterday, and this Boyd Gaming thing. And I was kind of going through my head over a two-week period. I just finished it. I'm going to reward myself with an ice-cold bucket of Modellos. You know, my Bobby, my sons are old enough now, one legally, one not, but he's 20, so he's fine. Uh, they put my Modellos on ice on Friday. Dad says, get my Modellos out of the fridge, put them on my bucket on my ice. 
I will be in the pool in two hours celebrating the fighting spirit of Modelo. So who did I get in the opening? I got all the, I got a lot of the sponsors in the opening today as we get ready to roll. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to the NBA draft? Do you want to go Chris Paul going to the Warriors? Uh, do you want to go to the NFL? We got some good Aaron Rodgers sound, man. I don't know what he's taking. He's putting some stuff in his system, man. You can do that in 2023. In 1963, they didn't have ayahuasca. They didn't have some of the things they have now. Now he's experimenting with everything. Also, one of my longest friends, celebrity friends, is joining us at 1230, Joe Maloof, former owner of the Kings, uh, minority owner of the Golden Knights. So he's going to join us at 1230. Can't wait to talk to Joe, one of the cool people I know. So Joe joining us at 1230. I'm going to replay uh, next hour the Kerry Bullbolts interview, the president of the Golden Knights. That's a short five or six minutes. We're going to get that there. And the summer series. You know, people ask me, JT, what do you mean by summer radio? Summer radio is a little bit more laid back. Not screaming, not me yelling like I do during the season. I talk in my John voice, not JT voice, a little bit more. So the summer series is I'm doing six podcasts that aren't sports-related with my partner, Tom Looney. And the first podcast was Vacations. We talked about our vacation, but maybe what you do on vacation. But at the end of it, we went off on Draymond Green. We're going to play a portion of the first of my summer series podcast. Please download the podcast, JT and Looney, wherever you get it. And I wanted to talk about this because the Warriors are going nuts. Draymond declined his 27.6 million option to become a free agent because he knows the Warriors want to pay him more. Why would he agree to that? The Warriors want to keep him. But now the Warriors got Chris Paul. Why would they get Chris Paul? He's 38. He's always hurt. And they got rid of Poole? Poole's a hell of a player. I mean, I know he's had some bad games and he's a little bit on. Uns- he's the guy that got punched in the face by Draymond Green and now they shipped him out? Man, the Warriors did pull dirty. They did him dirty. I would You don't get many kids at 24 years old as good as Pool. And he's going to be a good player in this league, but I don't know. He didn't gel chemistry-wise. If you're a Warrior fan and you have a comment on getting rid of Pool for Chris Paul, very bizarre move by the Warriors. What they're doing is clearly the Warriors, a lot of Raider fans, Warrior fans, is they are going all in to get more championships as Steph Curry's getting older. That's all they're doing. The Celtics got Chris Pat Porzingis. I like him, but he's never healthy. But then that's what Raider fans tell me about Jimmy G. And that's how I'll transition to the Raiders in the monologue. So I just got off the stage, as I said. Kirk Morrison, former Oakland Raider linebacker, born in Oakland. Great guy. Fantastic guy. Eddie Pascal from our digital team. So we did a chalk talk. We all had three microphones. We talked about the team, took some questions. That's what we do today. And we started it off by talking about both sides, offense and defense. And yesterday I got a chance to meet the four young men. I met a lot of the rookie class. I'm going to save that for the top of next hour. We got a good team. We, I'm a season ticket holder. You're going to be hearing me saying we more because I'm part of this. Team's better. Different type of player, not that all of them are going to be perfect, but different type of concept with who they're drafting now. And all those young men were out at Allegiant Stadium yesterday for the draft luncheon. And on stage with me, Tyree Wilson, Chris Smith II, Adam Plant, who Adam Plant, by the way, I, I saw all of his home games. He played at Bishop Gorman and won a national championship high school at Bishop Gorman. And I took a picture and I tweeted it out at JT the Brick yesterday and Adam Plant, you can see that on my timeline. It's 21 hours ago. 
Adam Plant standing next to Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson is one of the largest human beings I've ever stood next to, ever. Adam Plant's bigger than him. Oh, my God. I looked at him. I go, I saw you play in high school. I go, I hope this kid makes the team. Right, he's a defensive end kind of hybrid. I hope he can play linebacker because if defensive end, you got Chandler Jones, you got Max Crosby, you got Tyree Wilson. But take a look at the size of this guy. So we had a Q and A in front of our proud partners. Really proud of the fact that I get to do that, and I met with all these guys. So now I know these guys well because we were on stage together. We were backstage together. I gave my phone numbers. I said, come on the show when you want. So these are cool guys. I don't know if all of them are going to make the team. You know, especially Nestor Jade. Nestor Jade Silvera, the, uh, the, 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 he's a defensive tackle from Arizona State. He was a lot of fun yesterday. So uh, I'm going to get into that next hour, but I like the makeup of this team. But I like the makeup of the team every year. That's my problem. And that's why Raider Nation, when I get some trolls sliding into my DM, oh, you're just a shill. You want No, I want them to win. I'm invested. I'm, I'm paying for PSLs and tickets. I mean, this is going to be year 25 for me. I don't want a six-win season, four. You're nuts. I want them to go undefeated. I want them to win every game. So going back to Kirk Morrison today, uh, he went down. He, Kirk's a great analyst. He's doing a lot of TV work. Matter of fact, he filled in for Rich Eisen this week, leading into this show, and we started with the offense, and we agreed this is an all-star team on the outside, not the offensive line. I, I've been begging Colt Miller to become a pro bowler. He's got to be a pro bowler this year. He's been playing at a pro bowl level, but he's not a pro bowler. So I think he's an all-star. He's a guy that would make an all-star team. The rest of the guys all have all-star capability. Devontae Adams is the best receiver. Hunter Renfro. Had an unbelievable season two years ago. He could play at an all-star level. Jacoby Myers was the best offensive weapon on the New England Patriots. He's going to be a second or third option here. And then Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer, the tight end, who they better not develop him. He don't need much developing. This guy's got to play. This guy's got to come in. Darren Waller's gone, and he's got to go, I'm ready, and he's got to catch a lot of balls. So that looks pretty good. I ran into Andre James. He was at the two-year anniversary of Resorts World. I said, wow, look who's sitting in the crowd with all the VIPs down there. Andre James. We had a nice talk about the offensive line and what he's going to do this year. So all-star team on offense with Jimmy Garoppolo. But that doesn't work here with the Raider fans because the Raider fans mysteriously don't think Jimmy Garoppolo plays football. What do you mean? You know what Kirk Morrison said that I never knew? He said the only other player in the entire NFL to play in the Super Bowl and the conference championships. So you got Mahomes, Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow in Cincinnati played in the Super Bowl, conference championship, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Not Josh Allen. Not Derek Carr. Jimmy Garoppolo. So I point back at the Raider Nation as I'm at the wall of Game of Thrones fighting off Raider fans, not the, not, not the Bronco fans and the Chief fans. I say, Jimmy G's fine. When he's healthy, he plays. He's tough. He gets some injuries. You can't do anything about it. Guys get hurt. But when he plays, he plays at a higher level than Derek Carr. Here's the reason why he plays at a higher level. He plays in the playoffs. He went to the Super Bowl. He went to the conference championship twice. That means not only did he get to the playoffs, he won in the playoffs. Do you think he didn't play in the playoffs? He won. He beat Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. He had the lead. He, he, he overthrew a pass in the Super Bowl that would have beat Patrick Mahomes. 
Mahomes would have been one and two in the Super Bowl instead of two and one. So Kirk Morrison doesn't think there's any problems with Jimmy Garoppolo. Eddie Pascal, no, no problems. Jimmy G's everywhere. Problem with Jimmy G is he's not a lunatic like Aaron Rodgers with ayahuasca and going on social media and jumping on the Pat McAfee show. No one knows where this guy is. He's in Eastern Illinois. He's in Chicago. Where does he live in Henderson? I don't know. I don't know what Jimmy G is. But uh, Jimmy G was at the hockey game with me a couple weeks ago, walking around with a pair of sneakers, you know, having a grand old time. Having a grand old time. So we're hoping that he is healthy there. On the defensive side, one of the big things that I wanted to mention was Divine Diablo. I asked Kirk Morrison on and off the record about him because it looks like he's wearing the green dot. Eddie Pascal and I were talking about the green dot, Spillane, or Divine Diablo. I have a mystery topic this offseason, just one. My mystery topic is who the hell is Divine Diablo? If he turns out to be a good player, the Raiders don't need another player. They have him. I don't know how good he is. I haven't seen him play much. He's been injured. And the same thing with Trayvon Merrick. Good player, not great player. He's fighting for his job, in my opinion. Everybody else we know who's going to play. We know this whole—I just gave you the defensive line. Everybody across the middle. I gave you Spillane and Diablo at linebacker. I think this Adam Plant is unbelievable. I'd love to see him come off the edge and make the team. And then the secondary, Chris Smith the second. Oh, my God, he's 23 years old. Guy talked like he was a 35-year-old veteran. Played in all those Georgia championship games, playoff games, all the games he's won. And name another winner that has come to this organization recently and won at the level of him. He's fantastic. I think he's going to play significant amounts. And then we got Marcus Epps, who played in every game for the Eagles and played in the Super Bowl. He's, he's starting. He's starting. I don't have to worry about safety. Oil, hybrid safety. Stop. He's playing every play. He didn't come off the field for the Eagles. The Eagles are better than the Raider Nation when it came to that. Now it comes to corners. How quickly to play Jacorian Bennett. I don't think he has to start week one, but they drafted him in the fourth round. He could. Nate Hobbs, putting a lot of pressure on him. Bobby's pointing at me. I'm putting a lot of pressure on Nate Hobbs. Okay, Nate Hobbs came here. A little bouncy start to his Raider career, then got injured. Need him to stay on the field. And then one of the best special teams units in football. I don't know how the coverage is going to be because I don't know who's going to make the team, but the kicker and punter are real good. They're going to put up some points. Um, Kirk Morrison said it best. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. He said it best. The Raiders always get heat from the media. They always get heat from the media and negativity because the hosts, the producers from Bristol to Fox Sports 1, they have nothing positive to say about the Raiders. Now, sometimes they're right when they win six games, but they weren't right about the 10-win team. And then we laughed about Denver. Oh, man, Denver. Here we go again with Denver. Oh, God, the Kool-Aid, there must be a big jug of Kool-Aid in, in, right in Bristol. Hey, come on in, man, man. This is the year of Denver again. You know, the Raiders have slaughtered Denver. They have the same players. They got a couple of different players, McGlinchey on the offensive line. You know, everybody assumes Russell Wilson's going to be great again. Okay, I'll meet you halfway. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Russell Wilson. He's a hell of a player. So I assume he's going to be better this year. But who else do they got? You look around, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy compared to Devontae Adams? Are you nuts? They, they don't have Hunter Renthrow there. Who's their running back? It's not Josh Jacobs, but everybody thinks that Sean Payton is going to put some you know, magic dust all over the team, and they're going to be a better team. They're going to be so much better coached. Oh, Sean Payton. I talked to a former coach the other day in my backyard about Sean Payton. I said, tell me what he does 
And it's an interesting question. And I said, tell me what he does. He says he does everything right within the organization. Ownership, love him. Coaches love him. Players love him. He'll have the Broncos fixed quickly. So that's a big topic for me in about a week or about a month or two because we have to beat Denver week one. Have to beat Denver week one, and we have to catch him early. So that's the monologue. Let's get going. Mikey in Staten, Italy. Great gambler. Mikey's going to start us off. What's going on in New York, Mike? You got some nice weather. You coming to Vegas soon? Yeah, be, be in Vegas soon. But, JT, why doesn't the, the NFL is so progressive? Last night I, w- I went to the draft, the NBA draft, and there was no buzz. There's a franchise player. Imagine having that NBA draft on the fountains in front of the Bellagio. Oh, yes, that was done by the NFL. It just zero buzz, and no other sport has an impact of draftees as the NBA does because it's one of five players. It, JT, there was no atmosphere whatsoever for the NBA draft last night, but that's not the reason I call. JT, the, with the ratings and that negativity, does that go back to with Al Davis fighting with the police, uh, with the police commissioner, with the NFL commissioner, and it's just carried down that the NFL commissioner had his had his pull on the mm-hmm. on the media and saying, "Hey, listen, here's my story leaked at." And I think that's where it goes back with that. The Raiders get blasted uh, via the media. Yeah, Mikey, thanks for the call. The Maverick Al Davis, named by NFL Network, the number two most significant impact person in NFL history. Yeah, Mr. Davis went to war with the NFL, and there was a lot of jealousy involved, a lot of jealousy involved with the Raiders' success in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But the Raiders make their own problems. The Raiders make their own problems with penalties all the time. Uh, you know, all the time when the Raiders are holding and going backwards, do you believe in the conspiracy theory that they're throwing more flags on the Raiders than the other team? I do. I do. I think that that's always been the case, the tuck rule, the immaculate deception, all of that. One thing about being a Raider fan, for all you notorious Raider fans out there, they're always talking about you. They don't know you. They're confused about you. They're intimidated by you. They don't like you. And that's what's great about being a Raider fan. That's why we represent the black hole here with our partnership. It's my job to remind people how great these fans are. Because in other markets, all they do is mysteriously make them out to be convicts and bad people and just people this and that. And I go, no. There's doctors and lawyers and police officers and veterans of the military, moms and kids. But everybody looks back at the history of the Raiders and they're they're always thinking about the Raiders. But when it comes to the media coverage of the Raiders, they love to report more negativity than positivity. I just proved it in the monologue. Denver's been nothing but negative for three years, and every time I turn on the TV, it's the Broncos are going to the Super Bowl. Why the hell is that? Why not report on the last three years and how poorly they played? They don't. They, they come up to the board, they wipe the Broncos off the board, and then they put them back in the AFC Championship game. They don't do that for the Raiders. I just told you what could be the Raiders if the offensive all-star team pl- plays great. I'm not going to do a segment like that on NFL Live. I'm not going to say if Jimmy G's healthy with Devontae and Hunter and Josh, they could have a top-five offense. Never, as my mom would say with her accent. Never. They wouldn't do it. They don't give credit. And now the Raiders got to go on and earn that credit. they got to win games. 
Uh, Kelvin in San Francisco, if he's there, hold on. Bobby's checking the phones here as we get rolling. 702-365-9200 is the number as we get rolling here. I got a lot to say on the NBA draft last night. We got some good sounds. Some of these kids that were taken high was so emotional and so happy and crying. It was amazing to me, and that's what I love. Mikey ripped the NBA draft as he called in initially. He ripped it because there was no pomp and all that. You can't have it where they have it. I tell you, when those kids are there with their moms and they're crying, crying real tears, that's their dream. These NBA kids all had a dream, and the dream was because of Kobe, Michael, LeBron. And when they all get up there on stage, you can clearly see the emotion coming down. Locale Raider checking in. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're up next. Hey, how you doing, JT? Doing well, thanks. So the, the the Raiders app is still down, but I'm listening to you on the Las Vegas Sports Network. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to give you – all right, go Raiders. That's it. The guy didn't have a phone call. See, that, that, that burns me. The guy did me a favor. He told me we're up and running on the app, which – put the guy on hold. Then just uh, – he'll tell you that. I don't need to hear it. I, I want – I don't need anything. I don't need one call. I like calls from Raider fans who can talk to me about the Raiders. So thank you for telling me the show is up and running on the app. Okay. I'm good. I'm ready to roll. We got Joe Maloof coming up next. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Raiders and what they did at their draft luncheon yesterday. Some good behind the scenes on that coming up a little bit. Kerry Bullbolt's president of your Vegas Golden Knights and a heavy day in the NBA. NBA is really heavy today. The draft grades are out there. Imagine if we had an NBA team here. Imagine if we had an NBA team. What would be happening? You imagine if we had an NBA team with veteran NBA stars and an NBA draft, and we had drafted players to talk about today for me to interview? It's coming. The NBA is coming to Vegas, I promise you. Panthers carried back in, and Aaron drop pass, gathered ahead, still on one, Stone with Stevenson, Stone stops, shoots, he scores! The double fist pump, the high five with White Cloud, the embrace with Stevenson, short-handed goal, the captain, Mark Stone, gives Vegas a 1-0 lead in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. What a massive goal that was for Mark Stone. JT, back with you. We're thanking all of our partners for being associated with us. So we're associated with the Vegas Golden Knights, including Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. The Botanist Gin presents the Secret Garden Party at Area 15th on Friday, June 30th and Saturday, July 1st. Enjoy botanist cocktails while dancing through a magical forest to live musical performances. This is going to be unbelievable. It's a ticketed event, so get your ticket now at area15.com. That's the Secret Garden Party at Area 15, Friday, June 30th, and Saturday, July 1st. Go to area15.com. Can't wait for this conversation. My long-term friend, Joe Maloof, minority owner of the Vegas Golden Knights. Joe, it was good to be in the box with you during the cup. That had to be a great JT Joe moment, huh? (laughs) 
That was fantastic. It really was. It was nice to see you. I hadn't seen you in about 10 years. I know. We kind of. Yeah, you do too. You always look great. And it was nice to reconnect there. And I want to ask you take our listeners behind the scenes on what you did early on as a minority partner here. You grew with this team. You believe this. Mr. Foley had partners, and the Maloof family was a huge partner because you helped on the ground in Vegas. Yes. Well, you know, about 10 years ago, actually, we, when we were selling the Kings, I told Gavin, my brother, we'd be, we're going to be sick to our stomach without, a, without another team. We're going to be very sad. So what we decided to do is we went to the NBA Board of Governors, we sold the Kings, and then we took a cab over to the NHL office and met with uh, Gary Bettman and his assistant, and we sat down and told him that, you know, Las Vegas was ready for its own franchise, its own sports team. Would they be interested in putting a hockey team in in Las Vegas? And then he said, well, you know, he was very gracious, and he said, "We, we really, you guys don't have an arena, and I told him that MGM was looking at that. So mm-hmm. he says, go back and talk to MGM. So Gavin and I flew back. We spoke to MGM. At first, they didn't want to do it. And then uh, when a new regime came in, they decided that they might want to do it. And then we flew, to, we flew to Jacksonville to see Bill Foley. And I, I guess he took a liking to us, and we became partners. And that's how it started. Joe Maloof joins us. Joe, I had no idea. So you were doing this groundwork. Now, I got to ask you this because it's similar to Mark Davis, who you're good friends with. The gambling aspect, we're not talking two, five years ago, ten years ago, when you were talking about this and even a little bit after that, gambling was still an issue with professional sports. Did you have to talk to them about the gambling element of Vegas and professional sports? Very good point. There was a taboo about coming to Las Vegas. Nobody wanted to to come, and uh, Gary Bettman had the foresight, and he took the chance. But you're right. No one wanted to come here because of the the gambling aspect of it. So after after we saw Foley, we went back to to New York at least 15 times. I spent four years of my life, my, my brother Gavin and I, Working with Foley on this, we met with MGM. We just helped help design the arena. We we did a lot of things. It, it was a lot of fun. Joe Maloof joins us, and Joe, this is incredible. So fast forward, the inaugural season, one October, and the deadliest shooting in this country. To see that, and there you are as one of the owners with this team, going, "Oh my God, we got to start playing hockey." But you understood that the city needed to heal or at least start the process of healing and the Golden Knights helped with that. What were your conversations with Mr. Foley? What can you share with us behind the scenes after 1 October to get the Golden Knights going? Well, we had a directive from uh, Gary Bettman. He said, you have to sell 10,000 season tickets to individual uh, season ticket holders, not to the casinos or any of the corporate accounts here. You have to do it to individual so we put together a group of 75 people, and we got on the phone, and we called and called and called, and, we, and you know, the, the people were really behind this team, and we had different uh, meetings all over the city regarding season tickets. So that was our number one goal, is to sell enough season tickets to satisfy the NHL. And, and, then, and then from then on there, it was you know, all promotion and marketing, et cetera. Great Joe Maloof joins me, longtime friend, and I mean, we go back a long day. I was thinking at the Palms. I want to share this story with you on the air. 
So when we get to when we get going, you used to listen to me at night. We became friends. We connected. I remember the grand opening of the Palms. You sent a limo over to Caesars to pick me up, and you were in it. And my buddies were coming in from out of town, and I'm like, look, we're on the VIP list. We're going into the nightclub. We got a limo waiting out front, and we get there, and you're in the limo, and you take us over there. Those years, Joe, and the hard rock right before that, when you had the vision with your family to open up the Palms and have that type of nightlife, what was it like back then, and how has it evolved today when you see the victories for the Golden Knights and they're taking it into the newer modern clubs now? What do you think of all that? Oh, it's, it's, it's been a fabulous life I've had. I've had the opportunity to live here in Las Vegas. And you couldn't find a better city to enjoy and to have fun. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at Palms. We really did. And my brother George really developed that. And it became probably the most popular hotel in the world at one time. Yeah. And, of course, we had the MTV um, Real World back in those days. I don't know if you remember that. I do. And and that's kind of what really generated all the success. So, Joe, what's the family business now? Because this business with hockey, I I just can't believe you (laughs) shared that entire story. All the other ventures you have, the real estate portfolio, the other businesses that you're looking at. Tell us where you're at today. Well, we have... You know, we we always reinvent ourselves, mm-hmm. I guess. And so now we're peddling about uh, a tequila, the world's greatest tequila, Comisario. Fantastic wow. tequila, won like 15 gold medals. It's the best tequila in the world called Comisario. And then we have another product called Drink Aid. Yes. And uh, that's a, a product that's loaded with electrolytes and things that are good for you. You drink one in the morning before you start your day, that type of thing. So we, we're in different, a lot of different projects right now. But the, the biggest one we have was this Golden Knight, mm-hmm. how fun it was to be involved with that. So share me something that we wouldn't know about the night, because I was in the box with you, and the best part about that when I was in there with you, they were scoring all those goals. I didn't have a chance to have a deep conversation because every two minutes the horn's blowing, and they're scoring, and it was a blowout win. What did you and the family do that night to celebrate with the cup or without it and kind of join in with the celebration? What have the last two weeks been like for you, Joe? Oh, it's been a lot of fun. We've, we've, you know, we know people from all over the city, and so we've been able to celebrate with different people throughout the last couple of weeks, that type of thing. But it's just, we tried for 40 years to get one of these rings. You know, my dad used to own the Houston Rock. Yes. And, and we got to the finals against the Celtics, and we ran into a guy named Larry Bird, so we came <laughs> in second that year. And then after we sold the Rockets, eventually we we bought the Sacramento Kings. We had them for 14 years. You know the story mm-hmm. there. We got so close there. Yeah. And then finally now with the Golden Knights, you know, we we get a ring. So. Well, Joe, congratulations on everything. Years. Yeah, you've been working hard, and I'm so happy this dream has come true for you. It won't be another 10 years or so. I expect to see you often. Uh, Let's get together in Vegas, and I miss you, and you're a good friend. And thank you for believing in me, listening to me on late-night radio back in the day, and helping me change my life and uh, have some good things happen to me in Las Vegas. You're the best. You're number one. That's over and out. Nobody's better than the brick. That's number one. And number two, I love your owner, Mark Davis. God bless him. Go Raiders. We can get a title with the Raiders eventually. No doubt, Joe. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Okay, JT. Thank you. Take care. Joe Maloof. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal for me because uh, Joe, 
Joe is a really important arc in my Vegas life. You know, it really is. And the fact that he reached out to me back in the day, you know, being on late night radio was so beneficial for me because a lot of people listened at late hours, owners, GMs, people who work late. And, and Joe found me and I was doing radio and Joe found me, liked what he heard, uh, flew me up there on the jet to, to a Kings game. And we started this friendship overall. And I'm still an owner at the Palms, where you could say great or bad, but I, 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 I'm still hanging out with the property at the Palms. I'm hanging in there on that. Over the years, we've thrown, we've thrown some great parties in that in that condo I have, oh, and now yeah. the Raiders are right across the street. But uh, Bobby, you know what Joe means to me, so I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled he's here today with us. You obviously forgot the story of how you guys met on the radio the first time. I did. I did. Well, allow me to in yeah, yeah. allow me to tell you. I remember this vividly. Wow. He called us up at 2 o'clock in the morning using the back line. Calls up, goes, hi, this is Joe Maloof. I'm like, yeah, I'm Cindy Lauper. Click, hang up on him. <laughs> Calls me back five minutes later and says, no, I'm really Joe Maloof. I go, no, I'm really Cindy Lauper. He goes, wait, 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 don't hang up. How can I prove this to you? I says, here's what you got. Because I'm, you know yeah. me, I was kind of a back then. Uh, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go get the PR guy from the Sacramento Kings at 2 o'clock in the morning. You're going to wake him up. You're going to have him call me on the back line and tell me that you're Joe Maloof, and then I'll believe you. Click. Didn't think anything of it. Five minutes later on the black line, on the back line, phone rings. Pick it up. It's the PR guy from the Sacramento wow, Kings. Got him out of bed and said, okay, he can call now. He calls me up. I'm like, Joe, I'm sorry, but I got to check and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he, he was laughing. He thought it was great. And that's when I put him on hold, and I put him through to you, and that's when you guys met. Great story. Uh, was happy to see them. I had no idea. I had an idea, but I didn't have that idea. It wasn't Mr. Foley back then. Joe was doing all the legwork. Wow. That story about him and Gavin flying to New York, then flying back to Vegas and talking to the MGM, getting all those people in that group, they did a lot of work. This isn't a minority owner that threw a couple million into the deal. This is someone who helped build the Vegas Golden Knights. And as Joe wrapped it up, you know, the years he owned the Kings, Vladi Divac, those good teams, they were close. Shaq and Kobe took them out. They were close. They were really close. A lot of people thought they were better. And they, they could have won a ring or two back in the day, but uh, very good owners, very good to their fans. Thanks to Joe Maloof for calling in, which means our phones work and our app works, so you can call in also and talk about the Vegas Golden Knights here on a Friday. I'm going to get to the NBA draft coming up here momentarily. Again, Remy Martin on the front of that, Remy Martin on the back end. Uh, Mount Gay Rum presents Yachty Crew, Yachtly Crew, excuse me, Yachty Crew, Yachtly Crew at Chaos, the pool at the Palms, Friday, June 30th. And Saturday, July 1st, Bobby in 3, 2, and 1, Mount Gay Rump presents Yachtly Crew at Chaos Pool at the Palms on Friday, June 30th, and Saturday, July 1st. Enjoy Mount Gay Rum giveaways. The models will be there. Great music. Get your tickets now at palms.com. What a segue as we had the former owner of the Palms, Joe Maloof, on. Great job, Mount Gay Rum. Love it. We appreciate that as we continue on. Uh, just a light summer radio show today. Part of my podcast with Looney on Draymond Green. Uh, we'll go over some of the breaking news in sports today. Uh, any concern you have with the Raiders, I'm going to keep it really simple the rest of June and July. The only Raider calls I want to take are positive ones on what you think the team can do or concerns that you have about a position battle or a group. Pretty simple until we get to training camp. 
And then we're going to have a lot of meat on the bone to talk about. 702-365-9200. JT, back with you. This is the first finals MVP trophy that we're giving out since Bill Russell's passing. And he'd be incredibly pleased. It's another center. This year's Bill Russell finals MVP goes to Nikola Jokic. It's a big deal. Jokic reportedly is back in Serbia doing harness racing. He sits in those little carriages with horses. That's what he does. I can't believe it. The guy works out in Bales Hay and works in the countryside of Serbia and does harness racing, and he is the MVP. He's the MVP of the finals, which is incredible. 702-365-9200 if you want to get in. Uh, A couple other things I wanted to mention very quickly. The other night, today is the two-year, the two-year anniversary of Resorts World. So I got invited to their pre-two-year anniversary party as they rolled out their new marketing plan. It was incredible. Uh, Carrie Underwood on the property, everybody at Resorts World. You're going to see that marketing plan come rolling out like a Super Bowl commercial. It's all over town. It's fantastic. And Scott Sabella, the president of the property, was there, and he hosted us, and we had a great evening. Unbelievable evening at Resorts World, our proud partner here. It was a fantastic night. And afterwards, we ended up going over to 8 Cigar Lounge. Teo Johnson was there, former Raider tight end. Mark Davis rolled in. Mark Davis rolled in because he was at the event, too, uh, to talk sports and to just have a good time and talk with all of the other individuals who were there and partners with Resorts World. And we had a really nice time. So uh, thanks to the partnership for Scott Sabella, what we do at Doghouse Saloon. And they're activating everything. So this event took place in Zook Nightclub. And Zook is just gorgeous. And it was a great event there. And then all the new activations, what they're doing at the pool, their restaurants. So Resorts World, you'll see it. They're going to flood the country, not just locally, the country uh, starting yesterday is seeing the new rollout of everything that's going on at Resorts World, and it's very impressive. The gentleman they brought out there to let's rule the world together for this promotion, rule the world, and the videos that they put out, which Mark Davis was in all of them, it was really cool to see. So congratulations to Resorts World. Uh, two years, uh, two-year anniversary today, and our proud partner. Very honored that they chose us for sports radio to build this relationship here, and they do a great job. All right, let's move over to the NBA draft. When Manana went first last night to San Antonio, everybody knew this. He would be the first pick overall. He was highly emotional. Here's how it sounded when they drafted him. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France. So when they took him here, and this is courtesy of ESPN, when they took him, he comes up there. He's a 7-4. He's a giant. He puts the Spurs hat on, and then he comes down and sits down for the interview. He's crying, bawling, crying. This is a guy who was prepared for this. Everybody knew he was going number one. But the point I'm trying to make, when these young men who grew up watching Shaq and Kobe and Jordan and LeBron, they dream of this. This is how they stay on the basketball court an extra three hours, go to the weight room, and they dream of this day, and you can see that. That's one of the things I like most about the NBA draft. You see it in football, but in the NBA, it just seems to get more emotional for these great young players. And then after this, Charlotte was on deck next. Remember, Michael Jordan is selling Charlotte. He was a terrible owner, awful. He made a big profit. 
huge profit, but a terrible owner. This is going to be that first player taken post Michael Jordan. With the second pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller from the University of Alabama. So remember him. He was involved in that gun shooting. He didn't pull the trigger. But the gun came to that site because he transported it there. There was a shooting that killed the young mother outside the Bard District in Alabama. Did it affect him? No, he's taken number two. When Banyana was going to go number one at any level. So the kid, I don't know what's happened legally, what's going on with him, but he played really good in the tournament. He's a hell of a player. Then it got interesting here because Scoot Henderson played for Ignite here, played in Vegas at the Dollar Loan Center. This guy was going to either go two or three. He falls to Portland at number three, the same team that has Damian Lillard. With the third pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Scoot Henderson from Marietta, Georgia, and the NBA G League's Team Ignite. Wow, I was just in the Team Ignite dressing room. That was the place that we huddled before the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. The video, all the video that showed him scoring here at the Dollar Loan Center and what he was able to do. So that's pretty impressive. Scoot Henderson. So all the debate shows today went back and forth on what's going to happen with Damian Lillard. He's a, he's a young Damian Lillard. So can, Damian Lillard must leave now. It's time to go. Damian Lillard had a great career. They're going to retire his number. He's going to get a statue. He is in Portland, but he's got to move on. And most people think the fit for Damian Lillard would be Miami. Then you'd have Miami would have Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard. It's a pretty good team. Bam Adebayo, depending on who they have to keep there. Uh, is that going to be a move? Look, Chris Paul got traded to the Washington Wizards. He knew he wasn't going there. He goes to the Warriors now. So we'll see what happens with Damian Lillard. But he's the best, I think, name available or should one out of Portland. And he's very loyal to Portland. Very loyal. But the point is he can't win there. So he should go chase a ring somewhere and go help a team that needs help. And I think Miami is the perfect fit. Then my favorite part of the draft, the twin brothers went back-to-back. This was really emotional. I was watching this with my wife and one of my sons. I love this. With the fourth pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson from Oakland, California, an overtime elite. With the fifth pick, in the 2023 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons, Pistons select Asar Thompson from Oakland, California, an overtime elite. Identical twin brothers taken back to back. Can you believe the job that those parents did? Identical twin brothers going four and five in the NBA draft. What a dream. One's going to live in Houston. The other's going to be in Detroit. One could have been in New Orleans. One could have been in Memphis. That's what also fascinates me. You're one pick away, one pick. The other twin brother goes to Detroit. The brother taken before goes to Houston. Both really bad teams right now, but that's where they end up. They weren't going to stay together. They're too good of players to be on the same team, but I bet you down the road they'll play together. And these guys, this guy, those guys came from overtime elite, and then we have another player taking third overall from the G League. Very interesting night in the NBA draft. And I'll say this again next hour. We're getting an NBA team here. There's no debate, no doubt in my mind. We're getting an NBA team. I think it'll be much more successful than if the A's come here, and that's an if. The NBA is a slam dunk. I know the All-Star game was a disaster when it was here. We've all grown up from that. That was a long time ago. The NBA will be amazing in a new arena. 
Maybe LeBron James is a part owner in it or not. There's plenty of money in Vegas for it to happen. And really good people and good friends of mine behind the scenes there. Can't wait for the NBA down the road. Hour one is done. Hour to go. Heading into the weekend. Great weather day out there. Hope you're having a good time. Counting down to the 4th of July. We'll come back with hour number two, final hour of the week. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio.